Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the Shoots and Ladders podcast. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are your favorite 90s rewatch podcast for all of the nonsense that was happening in the WWF during the new gen. Jen, are you ready to, to get into this? Am I a new gen? Some might say. Where we last left off, if I recall correctly, was there was an express. There was a bus. Are you the Patitude era? Ooh. Nah, it's too much. It's it's too nerdy. It's too nerdy. You know what's funny? Yesterday, when we recorded our last episode, because we were doing a back-to-back here, when we recorded it, you were actually doing the wedding dance, Catching Me, uh, which didn't make the air. So, I mean, you're, you're yeah, two I was for doing two. Yeah, I was with, doing like the, the, the fisherman. With dad jokes. I was like reeling you in. You're bringing in all the dad jokes right now. You're, just, you're bringing in hot and heavy. should have been a dad. Because I really it's tough. do like a dad joke. It doesn't work because I'm not a man. It's true. But the way you said that, it's like, I just should have been a dad. And I'm like, hmm, okay. This is spread my jokes around. You know what I mean? I think I could only get better if I... But I couldn't. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about 1993 wrestling. And it is as absurd as the conversation we're having right now. That's the thing. The beauty of all of this is that for now, at least... I think mostly till the end of the year, this is just off the rails, right? All of this is off the rails. We are going to be covering this week the Superstars episode on July 24th, 1993, as well as the Monday Night Raw on July 26th, 1993. Let's dive into our rundown so we can kind of talk about what the hell was going on. Our Superstars was uh, taking place in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. It's actually filmed on July 6th, 1993. So we still got a lot of that America energy. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that how you say that, or is it Wilkes Bar? I think it's Wilkes Barre. You're probably right. I probably just I think say it's it wrong. Wilkes-Barre. Yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, I think it's Wilkes Barre. I'm also pretty good at hearing people say things or remember how they're supposed to be, because sometimes people, I believe, I, believe. I know, say like the name's wrong, and I'm like, is it even worth trying to correct someone? Because you really kind of can't. No. Because right? then you just come off like an asshole. Yeah. It's not necessary. But it um, could. But it could be the other way too. But. July 6th, 1993. What the hell did we watch, Jen? We we watched the last Superstars appearance of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who I didn't even really know was still here. He's back. He's going to leave soon. This is the last time you'll see him on Superstars. I don't know if we see him on Raw again. I'm not sure. Um, but he was the first fellow out. I saw him at a house show when I was a kid. I've talked about that before. Yeah. I like Hacksaw. He is truly America. Like, so I don't understand why he wasn't at the Stars and Stripes Challenge two days earlier. Right? I don't. So you're telling me <laughs> that the man, didn't he win the Royal Rumble? Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yeah. This year? No. Just, I think he oh, won. Oh, like, like ever? I don't, yeah. I don't know. My knowledge of um, useless WWF facts really starts around 92. Like, I feel like... Uh, and he didn't win it in 92, so I feel I like know. he won the first Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure... Sh- maybe. Maybe he won the first one. I am I know Hulk Hogan won two back-to-back in the 80s. Or yeah. in 89-90. I don't know exactly. I'm quickly Googling. Um, okay, well, while you do that, I will let you know that this is his last match on Superstars versus our friend Dwayne Gill. Um... Man, he's proud to be an American. He's proud of his country. He's proud of Lex Luger. Um, and that's really all I got. Years 1980, 1988. 20 men enter. Hacksaw is number 13, and he does win. 
first Royal Rumble. Ooh, lucky number 13. Yeah. Um, good job, Jim. Then we get an update with Come your guy, Gorilla. This update is brought to you by IcoPro. Okay. This is the Tatanka IcoPro. This is the Tatanka IcoPro. He doesn't get to talk. Everybody else gets to talk when they're doing IcoPro. He's just there working out. And I know, and he makes like a weird face for a second. I know. I love um, it. <laughs> so, but it's not that. It's like, I feel like it's a different Tatanka Ico Pro. Like, it's the same sh- like time they were shooting, obviously, but I didn't see the face. But it'll come. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried. Uh, Jack Tunney has been, we've been dancing around Jack Tunney the last couple of weeks. He's Making, important this Bringing episode. him up again so that we remember that he is the man that exists. He's Oz. Right? He's a Wizard of Oz. He's there at the end of the rainbow. That's a good call. Really he know. is Wizard of Oz. Right? If we were going to slot right. him into a character, right? He's a Wizard of Oz. Yo, his office has been bombarded. Why? With telegrams, which I don't even know what a telegram is. You know, you know what a telegram is? Is it like a horse brings you a fucking note? I, it sounds so old. I know You're I sound close. like such an idiot. I'm... It's not a horse, <laughs> but it is a person delivering you a note. From, like, the telegram company. So it's like a text message. Somebody's sending you a text message by having a human being give you the text message. Oh, so instead of, like, sending it, you just call and you say, send this person this message, and then they deliver the message that they print out? Yeah, but it's not about calling. But it's not about calling. Because I think, like, telegrams are, like, legit. It's like a fax. You're like, yo, I want to fax this message. No, but he's getting faxes. Yeah. He's getting snail mails. And he's getting telegrams. But I feel like telegram is also, like, Morse code. It's, like, that old of, like, a thing. Like, I feel like they're... Di- not Morse code. I feel like they're doing, like, um... Well, all these patriotic little fucks out there are bombarding him with telegrams. And Jack Tunney... We get to watch a phone call with Jack Tunney and Vince McMahon. Okay? And during this phone call, Jack Tunney does say, yes. Yes, Lex Luger is granted this match at SummerSlam. For the championship against Yokozuna, but with the caveat that he has to wear a forearm. A forearm. Am I saying that right? Forearm? Yeah. Why does that word sound so weird right now? Elbow pad. Yeah, he has to wear a like forearm. A forearm elbow yeah, no, pad. I know, but I just felt like it didn't sound right. Like, you know, when you say a word and then it just sounds strange? Anyway. Telegram. I'm not even high at all. Like, a telegram <laughs> is what people used to use before email and phones because people didn't have phones. So no, I understand. This is 1993 and I'm confused as to why everyone's sending telegrams. I never sent a telegram in 1993. I would send a fax. Because it's a fucking call. dad joke. It's like the ultimate no, dad joke. Send a telegram. Send, send a message from 1930 into the future allowing Lex Luger to come do our thing. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so the match is granted, okay? And That's what I know. we just want you to know Crush is at home. In Hawaii, healing a, from his collapsed chest cavity. He said it again. And again, I want to reiterate, I believe a collapsed chest cavity is death. Like, I believe your gimmick dies. Like, I believe you're dead. Crush is a resilient man. He's a big dude. You can't put you can't put him down easily, okay? Shout out, Crush. Shout out, Crush. <laughs> the Steiner. Then. The Steiner brothers. No, 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 no. We're not, we're, we're, not, we're not there yet? We're not there yet. We're doing a check-in with Lex on the road. He's in his bus. We're wait, checking in. Wait a minute. He's on his bus. Let me stop you right now. So we just spent this entire segment talking about how he's going to get a match. But we're going to check in with him on the bus? We Does make he sure know he's getting a match? He's finding out. He's finding out now as we check in with okay. him. Wearing America shirt, America pants, in a bus just filled with American flags. Okay. Um... He's very excited to accept this match. 
Is he going to be okay with the forearm pad? Yes, of course he is. He's willing to, he, that has no problem for him. He will absolutely wear the pad. And Vince sounds like he's a little bit upset about this caveat, which I don't understand because I thought Jack Tunney already ruled a year ago that this guy wasn't allowed to wrestle anybody without a forearm pad because he was in a motorcycle accident and has a steel arm. I don't understand why all of a sudden this is a surprise. Like when Stone Cold... Like were we supposed to have forgotten? When Stone Cold Steve Austin came out that one pay-per-view and there was a glass that shattered in front of him, right? And then he came out and you're like, that's exciting. It's just... I feel like this is the metaphorical, like, glass shattering. This man was staring in a mirror, clearly wearing a forearm pad, no less than a month and he, ago, when he, as a narcissist. When he would take out, take it off, There's no question Vince this motherfucker's got to wear like, it. Say him, take There's no the question. Pad. Why would he not wear it? And We've now all already of a sudden, established this. All of a sudden, it's a problem. It's not a problem for him, though, even though it used to be. Now it's not. He's going to play by the rules now. Now he's here for America, okay? We've established this. Americans are nothing but rule followers. There are (laughs) rules here. We've established this, right? We've established this man has a bionic elbow. We know this. But yet, we're going to act like this is the first time. Because we're repackaging and introducing you to Lex Luger, the good guy. As opposed to Lex Luger, the bad guy. Like, I'm supposed to have amnesia. They are expecting all of America who watches all the WWF viewership to just experience amnesia to a level. Because I understand that we're supposed to accept people just have dramatic personality changes from good to bad, from I love you to I hate you. Like, it, it, we accept that. that. That we accept. But this is like, I'm supposed to have a brain disorder where I forgot about this one person for the last year. Anyway, Ludwig Borga. Ludwig Borga. We're going to meet him right now. Oh. We are. Did you have more to say about Lex? I just... No, I I, I, I thought you already had mentioned that. I didn't realize we jumped no. right from the Duggan. Well, Ludwig Borga. Well, because we did the Duggan, then we did all this bullshit. What is, then... he, is he like Icelandic or something? Um, I feel like he's like Icelandic. I feel like we should know. Swedish, maybe? Finland. He's from he's from Helsinki. Finland. Helsinki. He's from Helsinki. Ooh, um, you made a good call. You said young Brock Lesnar. Yeah, like he, he yeah, kind of looks like like yeah. but no no not like Brock Lesnar in a sense like Brock Lesnar is physically bigger than him but just in like a, how they're trying to package him as like a beast. They're also different nationalities, but yes, yes, right, very like, similar, yeah, a similar blonde, similar, similar haircut. Look. Yeah. yeah. Moral of the story being Ludwig Borga is gonna torture rack people. He's coming for someone. He's a villain that's coming for someone. And spoiler alert, I think it's the Lex Express, but I don't know. Face to face. Is it our man? Is it the myth? It's the legend talking about the origination of SummerSlam. Which was? I've never heard anyone use that term before. Origination? Yes, I just... Well, someone was grasping for the term origin. And just kept going. <laughs> Is that, that's right. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, one, two, three, kid. He gets an interview um, on face to face. I'm here for it. Yeah. His eyebrows are slowly growing back. They ran away. I don't know why. He clearly has a lot of respect for your man, the machismo man. Razor Ramon. Razor Raymond. Um, Tatanka. He's looking to get at Bam Bam. 
He wants them. And we are clearing this up right now. First of all, it's horribly degrading to cut a Native American's hair. He wants you to know that. Second of all, clearing things up. There is no, no. tension between him no and Luna. No sexual Bashan. tension between him and Luna. Definitely not from his side. He has no desire to be with Luna. No question about it. No question. So you can all stop the rumors now. I started a rumor when I was a kid, actually. Did you? Did, did like, you like walk into third grade and you're like, guess what? I think no. Tatanka like. I didn't Luna walk in. No, no, no. I didn't walk in. I wrote a note, right? And I just dropped it on somebody's, just like dropped it on somebody's desk. Nah, you sent so a telegram. So then they looked at it. I did. I sent a telegram and it got <laughs> delivered to somebody's desk in class. <laughs> and they just had to like, why would someone tell me? That there's no sexual tension between Tatanka and Luna Vajan. Like, teacher, what is sexual tension? And the teacher's like, yo, give me that note. Who wrote this note? Everybody's looking around. Dean's office for you. No, I never copped to it. Oh, oh, that's true. So everybody just sat around. Like, I never copped. The telegram guy just came in and delivered it. It was it was insane. It wasn't in your handwriting. It was a moment. Everybody was, was tuned in to the idea that Tatanka could have had sexual tension with Luna, but he chose to not give in to those feelings it was smart it was smart because she's with bam bam they're clearly happy you know they're they're clearly a couple of, it would appear that they work well together and this leads us right into it's happening you're here here you are you get it <sighs> the steiner brothers versus money inc money inc this is a match i never thought i'd see that i've been waiting for for <laughs> when i think about ways that you can have someone lose a match you can have them be disqualified okay. for doing something that's untoward, right? For example, mm-hmm. taking your briefcase, mm-hmm. which can only mm-hmm. be described as a briefcase full of all sorts of important money papers, <laughs> and smacking someone in the head with it to use it as an object. Weapon? Because it is an object, whether you, you do that or not. Okay. To use the object as a weapon. That's okay. a good call. You could get count out, counted out. Right? It's possible, yeah. You can get pinned. Did we see them get pinned? We haven't seen them get pinned yet, so they must go at it one more time. Right? Um, There could be a submission. Oh, they had to get pinned because they lost the title in the first place. Somewhere out there, somebody saw them get pinned. We didn't see them get pinned. We saw them get pinned last week because we have seen this match already. No, they got disqualified last week. No, 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 Pat. Yes, they did get disqualified, but before there was a disqualification, there was a pin. That's what I'm saying. Somewhere yeah, no, along the right, right, right. So now we're bringing out the count out. They were counted out. Um, Jen? Sorry, you bunch of tax cheats. Uh, did you catch IRS choking out your boy Ricky with a, with a, a rope? He didn't get disqualified for that, but he should have. It's just like, like... It's a straight choking of people. Is wild. It's a vibe. It's a kids show. I know, and but see, and like, kids do wrestling moves on other kids, regardless of whether or not you want them to, and you don't want them playing around with choking. But I think a lot about like Looney Tunes and That's like true. Three Stooges and things that are yeah. kind of like where you're like they're they're always you're always hitting somebody, you're choking somebody. We are Looney doing Tunes weird. That's true. I'm gonna like, take that, it back. I'm not that sensitive. It's fine. We we were like a violent culture. We are a violent culture. Yeah, but we were we were out there. Advertising to children at one point. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have nothing for this match because I've seen this match before and it ended the same way it's ended the past couple weeks without Money Inc. winning. 
In fact, I think Money, Inc., dare I say, this was the end of an era for them because it seems like they were doing this back in the beginning of July and now they've moved on to bigger and better prey. I have a side note for you about Michigan University. Come at it. Jerry Lawler throwing shade at Michigan University. Why? Throwing it. Why? Throwing it. He's, he just likes to say that the Steiners are stupid and they went to the stupid, like, shit college, basically, and they don't, you know, they're dum-dums. I hear you. According to the Google box, mm-hmm. this year, which again, this is 30 years later, let's take that for what it's worth, Michigan University is a number three public school, rated number three public school in the country, and only has a 23% acceptance rate. So not easy to get into and very good school. So calm down, Jerry. They went to a good school. Are, it's okay. Are you saying that you are taking as gospel a man that just had just held court with Tiny Tim and destroyed his ukulele? Like, this is the man that you want to take college admission advice? Do you want him to, like, be I a just reference wanna, for no, you? No, no, no. I'm just clearing the air. I'm clearing if the air. If this man says don't do something, I'm going to immediately know that the answer is you should do whatever that thing is. Right? He is a clown. I'm just clearing the air. I'm letting I, you know. Michigan University, good school. Um, SummerSlam report. I hope there's an older gentleman somewhere that can put him in his place. This SummerSlam, I hope so too. This SummerSlam report. Brought to you by Ekebro. No, it's not. It's brought to you by Chevy, specifically the Chevy truck that has an American flag on it. Wait a minute. Is that the Lex Luger version? It is the Lex Luger version. Holy shit. We're still doing Lex Luger. (laughs) We don't stop. And that's what they're talking about. They're talking about we get a Yokozuna Luger match. If you want to talk about grooming kids into something, you are trying to get them all to take Ikepro and steroids. That is what I've learned from this segment of Superstars. Drive trucks, eat Slim Jim. Well, it's America. Eat Slim Jim, drive a truck, take steroids. This is what... This is, this is what's wrong with our country. Now I see. Now I see what's wrong. Mm-hmm. You were watching this shit in 93 and you mm-hmm. said, I need to just wear all the America clothes, get a, get a truck, fucking eat nothing but Slim Jims. If you think that my parents didn't say no to me when I said I wanted a Slim Jim, they're like, oh, no, that's that's garbage. You don't want that. That's a meat stick. That's like pepperoni, only not good. And I was like, okay. Mm. And then eventually I had like a bite of one once and I immediately regretted it and threw it out. They're so gross. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, because you might be out there. Maybe you like Slim Jims, and I don't want to. I don't want to be mean. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. You know, that's not nice. Uh, but I agree with you. With the, <laughs> I agree with you. You just said yuck someone's yum. I was like, wow. You don't want to yuck anybody's yum. That's not nice. I know. Wildly sexual the first and second time. Is it? Yes. You just don't want to yuck someone's yum. Third time's not the charm. No, it's like someone likes something. You don't want to shit on it. That's not nice. But like yucking a yum is also like yucking a yum, right? Blah. No, it means yeah. it means I'm not going to... If you order something at a restaurant and I'm like, ew, you're really going to eat that? That's like I'm yucking. Like the word yuck, you're yum. Like you like that and you're going to enjoy it. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, ugh. Like if you're out here and you're like standing for... um, This... Steiner Brothers matches, and I'm like, ugh, I can't believe you like the Steiner Brothers. They went to Michigan University, and they're so stupid. I'm yucking your gum. Are Are you workshopping this phrase, and you keep trying to push it, or is I'm it not workshopping the kids it. It's, say? it's something people say. Okay, because yucking your yum sounds a whole lot like taking a hot shot, okay? 
It's really what it sounds like. No, it's a real saying that real people say. I don't even okay. know if it's a kid saying. It's a saying. Yucking someone's yum. I bet if I Google that, I'm going to get something wild. I bet you won't. I bet you'll get an explanation of that. It means exactly what I said. It means one, two, three, kid verse. Our friend, Barry Horowitz. Um, it's a match that happened. Two of our friends. Then uh, we got a Quebecers match, right? Absolutely. Stop looking up yucking yums and come back. Come back. I'm trying to learn. Come back to the Quebecers match. Well, you like the Quebecers. Um, I do. I don't know what it is about the Quebecers. We get the, the Quebecers, Jack and Pierre coming. They're they're aggressive. Did we already do the kid in the hardwoods? All I said was that it was a match that happened. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? Barry Horowitz is, is the greatest jobber that we will ever see in the entire time that we watch the show. That is all. I'm not arguing with that. Shout out, Barry. I know you're listening. The Quebecers. I do enjoy the Quebecers. I don't know why. I think it's just because they're so silly. They're so aggressive, and that's why I enjoy them. Because I watch them like, holy shit, they're like slapping people around. And they're just really like, you're like, they're aggro. And I'm like, yeah. And it, they're fun to watch. Because, I mean, yeah. the, the problem with the Mountie was more or less, I always thought, like, his, just at the angles that they would put him in. It wasn't necessarily, like, his wrestling. He's a no, pretty no, good wrestler. No. Yeah. So, it's an enjoyable, quick little stomp. Yeah. They're here. Yeah. And they're fun. They're they're just, like, bullies. Yeah. 100%. And I, I they're don't know. Just heels. But in a fun way. They're, 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 they're heels go- in a fun way. They're goofy heels. Anything else before we uh, head into the future? We get one last face-to-face with Sean and Diesel. And Mr. Perfect. And it's fun. It's a fun little face-to-face. Um, I would like to see that match. Mr. Perfect versus Shawn Michaels, by the way. Yeah. I think I think that'll be a good match. It will. I think it will, too. Mr. Perfect really wants that to happen. He thinks um, he's going to He's mad orange. Yeah, it's true. In this, in this uh, face-to-face. He makes both Shawn and Diesel, who I know are spending lots of time in tanning beds, he makes <laughs> them both look pale. He is like orange. And then at one point, Diesel does call him a pumpkin head. And I wonder if that was just like a silly thing he said or if he's like, you're Maybe he said to him orange. behind the scenes. You're maybe, orange. maybe he called him orange man. It's an orange so. man bed. I mean, I guess they were, they, they were buddies, so supposedly. All we jump now to July 26, 1993, our Monday Night Raw, which was filmed the week earlier at the Manhattan Center. Shocking, right? Mm. Filmed July 19th. And we started right off the bat. Yeah. With a match. No, we started with a cold open, and this was confusing, and it confused both of us. What was it? What? With Doink. A cold open of Doink oh, talking yeah, to yeah. the camera, and like he's saying he has a surprise for Macho Man. And you and I both were like, oh, he has a match with Macho Man tonight. That's weird. And also, like, that's awesome because we get two real matches because we knew that Bam Bam and Brett were in a match because you could see it on the preview. Mm hmm. So. After that cold open, you're right. We get a match right away. Bam Bam Bigelow with his lady Luna versus Brett Hitman Hart. What we actually got here was a 17-minute quote-unquote match. Mm -hmm. So we are being entertained for the first five to eight minutes of a match. And then Jerry Lawler starts heckling on a microphone. Bret Hart, who's in the match to his parents, Stu and Helen Hart, in what can only be described as the second cringiest thing that you're going to see this month. in the month of July, right? The Tiny Tim Listen. event. So he was really yeah. cooking that day because he did it on both back to back. Yeah. Back to back. So this segment 
It was basically setting up the... I wonder which one happened first. Oh, definitely the other one. I guess. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because they had the dark matches before the other one, too. So they had a couple dark matches that we talked about last week. So we were talking about the dark matches. They would have happened. Then the four for our show. And then it would have been this. Because this show didn't feel rushed in any way. No, no, no. The other show seemed a little rushed. you get to go see Raw, it's probably two hours. Um, no, but I'm saying sometimes they have to cut it when it's live. Sometimes the thing, the segments spill over a little bit longer. This is not, not live. So they cut it up how they wanted to cut it up. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, they even had the better camera angle showing Lawler looking down at the ring. Mm. Like, they had the whole thing set up because they were able to, you know, grab that video and do that and switch around. Now, having said that, how do you feel about Stu and Helen making their first uh, appearance that I can recall in the WWF? I just... Go back to being a fake king, okay? Stop. Why don't you just wrestle Brett? Just wrestle him. You're a fake king. He's the real king of the ring. I believe that's what the insults were being thrown at Jerry the King Waller over and over again. Oh, they were bad, yeah. They were, you know. And he was just making fun of him. And it was and a like, lot. The thing is, is that Stu... I don't know. I, he is like a wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like involved like, in the spotlight of Stampede Wrestling, right? Like he was there. He wasn't just in the back. No. He would go ringside. He was... So I don't know if it's just that like... Maybe because he's a little older, he just kind of like lost his, you know... Fastball? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Helen obviously is not someone who's used to speaking on a mic and stuff, so it didn't seem that way anyway. I don't know. Maybe Lawler caught them off guard and... Uh, it was an awkward, an awkward, uh, an awkward exchange. Pat is now showing me a picture of what I would assume is like 24-year-old Stu Hart. Mm-hmm. In Saskatoon. In Canada, shirtless and looking angry. Like that looks like a man see, that would see. beat the shit out of Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, yeah. He's scary. He, he looked like a scary looking dude. Badass dude. Yeah. Saskatooning. Literally Saskatoon. Um, yeah. You know, I can't, I can't see Bret Hart come out at this period and not think it's always a title match. I'm like, is this a title match? And I'm like, he's not, he's not the champ, Jen. Like, he's not. I just No, I don't even think he's the champ for all that long. When I recall correctly, he's He's not. He's really not. Because Diesel has it for almost a year and Shawn Michaels has it for almost a year in this time period. Yokozuna's got it for a while, you know? So it's really mm-hmm. just, it's just not what you think. In your mind, you're like, that's my champion. But the thing is, he was always chasing after it. Mm-hmm. He would grab it real quick and lose to somebody and be chasing after it. He's always at the top. He's always the cream rising to the top. Yeah. He has it again, what, in 94 he gets it again? And then he'll mm-hmm. lose it to Diesel. Yeah. Like 95. And then he gets it. And then loses it. And he loses it to Sean. And then gets it again. And then he gets it. And then we know how that ends. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just He just always has, like, champ energy to me. It's always a good match. But this match was... It was okay. I don't know. I just expected more because I love both. I really do love Bam Bam. But we didn't get the flow of the match because we didn't That's have it. the announcers talking. That's what it was. Because we literally had Jerry the King Lawler heckling his parents and heckling him. Yeah. 
the match also ended with a count out. I think that their match at King of the Ring was a little better. Yeah, Bam Bam beat him via count out. I mean, it's just, it was silly. Yeah, it was silly. And this was all the setup SummerSlam. That's all this was. We're just, we're there. His parents are there. Let's set up SummerSlam. What happened after that, Jen? We get another SummerSlam report. And I'm Boom. not going to go into what he talks about because it's the same thing. Is it the Express? About. It's, yeah, of course it's the Express. But he does want you to know he thinks that Jerry Lawler is a complete jerk. I agree. Very adamant about that. Um, then we get a Mr. Hughes, Ross Greenberg match featuring a wreath delivered to... I mean, we've never seen so much Mr. Hughes in our lives. We just and we have no idea what this Rest in Peace match is about. So maybe the wreaths are Undertaker also is not talking. I know. He's not talking. Nobody knows. He's the only one who knows and he will not speak. Is he dead? Is he... Is he even alive? Nobody can know. Bobby Heenan doesn't know. Guns match. Whenever I see my man Billy, I'm like, Billy, I forgot how long this gimmick ran for. I know. But I just don't see you as this gimmick. No, right? it goes on for so long. Because remember they turn heel and then mm -hmm. like they have Sonny coming out with them when they're like, it's going to go on. It's going to be a couple years. There's a whole bunch of in your houses where they're wrestling And we just slowly going to watch Billy get bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of how when Triple H first comes in and he's like mm -hmm. very like le like thin compared. When did like we meet skinny. Triple H? Was that 94? Or 95. 95, I think. Oh, and then he's slowly just watching him turn into, like, the mm -hmm. most, the biggest dude dude ever. Oh, that didn't turn my phone off on sleepy time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my sleepy time alarm. Um, we, we hear that Lex Luger is on Rita's and Kathy Lee. And I tried to find it so we could watch it. And all I could find was him on that in 1997. And then I found Rick Rude on Regis and Kathy Lee. And then I found Shawn Michaels and Diesel on Regis and Kathy Lee. But I couldn't find Lex Luger from the Lex Express times there, which was a bummer. Um, Ludwig Borga things. They do a Ludwig Borga, like... Squash match highlight. Yeah, like a like a highlight reel of the one match. The one squash match that he had on Superstars. It was very, it's very. Uh, he seems intimidating. He also seems World to be a federation of them. He seems to be another character that solely looks at someone else based on their um, their the affiliation of their country. Right. Mm -hmm. He has nothing else other than he's not American and he wants to take down America, which is a vibe. It's tough. It's the vibe that they've got going on right now. Then we get a little interview with Lex Luger and Vince McMahon in the, empty, in the empty arena. And then I started counting, like, how many America-themed clothing items this man owns. And I wish I started when this first started. Cause I, I think it's, like, four. It's the same pair of pants every time. He is wearing the same pants every time, you're right. He has like one America shirt, and then this one had longer <laughs> sleeves. He has like a like a he has like a tank top. Then he has one. He has a polo. He has a polo like a and collared a polo. shirt. Right. And then he has this that's one. his formal. This that's one America he wore formal. during this interview was like almost like a mock a mock turtleneck. Like it had like a little. Yep. It was up high. But the on sleeves his, were like kind of they weren't as far as they should go. It had like a tiny. I think it had like a tiny flag. So I think it's four because always the same pants. And he also has the fanny pack. Um, completely empty arena, which would lead me to believe this happened probably after or the day before they actually did the taping and he's, uh, he's ready to go, Jen. He he's really, going to look him face to really face. He's really okay with wearing the forearm pad. He really wants you to know. And I still, I'm questioning why is this a thing? 
Why is this a thing all of a sudden? Um, we we made it because we need to repackage him by starting back at the beginning. So if lest anyone forget, he does have a bionic elbow. We established that last year. And he will wear the forearm pad with no problem. Now, you know, we talk a lot about foreshadowing. Let's just remind everybody, if somehow his forearm pad came off and he hit someone, it'd be cause for a disqualification. Think about it. Spoiler alert. Um. <laughs> Doink and Philippala. Yeah. So this is confusing because I thought he was going to face Macho Man because that's what it seemed like. And then he comes out with Philippala wearing... High-waisted Philippala. High-waisted briefs, which is just not a look. Like. Um. And then he calls out Macho Man. And then he said... He calls him a Macho Boy. He d- you know what? Pat? Over and over again. And Macho Man doesn't want to hear any of that. No, he's mad. At one point, Full Vince is man. yelling at him, remember about the contract, which I don't know what that means. Pat, the contract is that he is not allowed to go in that wrestling ring as long as he's commentating. Now, I don't know why this is a deal that Macho Man has to abide by, but that Jerry Lawler can just pretend, that we, we just pretend it doesn't exist for Lawler. Maybe it's a... Sp- an individual contract and not uh, all commentators. But that's why he almost got in trouble for helping out Crush because he wasn't allowed to get involved. But he said, that's my friend. I, I got to help my friend. Right. But he's had this fucking contract now since we started watching. Whoever this negotiated the end this, of 91. this contract didn't do a good job because I it's really. From, you know what I think it's from? His feud with Jake the Snake. Because yeah, he was screaming about the contract then and with Remember that? Well, we wanted Jack Tunney to reinstate Macho Man. No, he got suspended or something. So he wasn't allowed to wrestle anymore. He had to get... Yes, but he is, He can't... He's going to get fired from his commentary. You know what, Jack Tunney? Send your telegrams to Jack Tunney about it because it sounds ridiculous. Like, we all need to get together <sighs> and send this shit to Jack Tunney. That's what we need to do. That's really, truly what we need to do. Because he needs to understand this is bullshit. So I have... Two main questions. Okay. From this this week of wrestling. I got you. Why are we pretending that this forearm pad didn't count before? It wasn't a thing. It's mind-boggling to me. And <coughs> why is it always a capacity crowd? Because every single time, no matter where we go, if we've been to the same arena 10 12, 100 times. We have to add two more seats because oh, we're always sure. breaking records. We're always breaking Where records. do the seats come from? How is it sold out but there's more seats? I don't understand. I don't... <sighs> Throw me into a corner. I'm just still trying to figure out at this point. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out at this point. Oh, I see the drawing. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out Do we talk about the matches? You know what? We'll get the matches out of the way. Jen? Let's do this, yeah. There was one match. (laughs) We're not talking about the tag. tag There was one match. I've seen this tag team match. I knew how this was going to end. I'm not counting anything. The Bret Hart, Bam Bam Bigwell match isn't even the match. You thought I would say that's the match. That's not even the match. (laughs) There's one match. That match is so long that there's two commercial breaks. That is a long-ass match. My guy, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh <laughs> this is the last televised match. Okay. 
The man who is and lives and bleeds America doesn't get to his own bus, doesn't get the Hacksaw Express, doesn't get any of this bullshit, gets no push. This is it. This is his last match. That's the match. He doesn't get any helicopter rides. He won. That's all that matters. He beat Dwayne Gill. He did. And that's all that matters to me. I mean, every other match that we saw this week was just, I, I mean, again, the Steiner Brothers tag match, we've seen this now. Three weeks in a fucking row. Bret Hart match was just to set up a feud with Jerry Lawler. There's no heat between him and Bam Bam. And as you said, we started to see part of the match. And then they just, they went to Jerry Lawler. You're just on Lawler for minutes well, at a time. What they could it's have over. done was make the match be about how Bret beat Bam Bam to become the king of the ring so bam bam's pissed and he's like man you took that from me like i should have won that match but they didn't even play that up they Nothing. should have because there actually was something there that they just didn't even the thing that they did was they're like is luna gonna interfere is brett gonna punch luna blah blah like okay nonsense at least they didn't try to make me think that brett had a crush on luna outside of that nothing else match related i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna ask if you agree I'm going to go right into the awards corner. This week, two awards to give out. Mm-hmm. Award number one goes to my man Tatanka. Because he wants to make clear his intentions. So the award he gets is the I'm Not Attracted to You Award. Tatanka speaks his truth. Tells everybody, don't get, do not get this twisted. Mm-hmm. There's no chemistry between me and Luna. I'm going to give him the I'm not attracted to you award. My second award. Going to go to the one and only. Mr. Perfect. Because he. Mm-hmm. Got cooked. In the tanning bed. And he. Absolutely. Is receiving from me. The I got cooked both in the bed. And in the face to face. Because Diesel roasted him. He did roast him. Sean roasted him. Sean did roast him. He was roasted twice. Face to face. I got cooked everywhere. I think Mr. that they Perfect. better watch their eyebrows because they might wake up on a tour bus <laughs> missing true. one if they don't if they it's don't true. watch out. If do they you, don't watch out. Do you have any awards to give? <clears throat> no. I mean, I, I would love to give Stu and Helen an award. But I really can't. There's no, there's nothing. I just can't. They, I, I want to, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm just gonna Irish whip you right back in, right back <laughs> into the cringe corner because that was the entire Stu and Helen Hart segment, right? Just cringe. Yeah. I, as a kid, did not understand who they were and what this was, except they were Bret Hart's parents. Like I didn't understand the significance of the business, the sport, to anything. No, neither did I. How, how could you know? And so I'm just like, why are they picking on an old man? I'm like, last week we took what appeared to be a special man's ukulele and break it. And now <laughs> we are picking on an old man and he's making fun of and him as he's lady. talking. And an old lady, right? It's tough. And then Heenan's doing it on the commentary too. No, it's just Heenan, a tough ride. He said that... And she made a dress out of the shower curtain? Yeah. I, don't, I didn't understand it's that. Unbelievable. I, the I still whole segment don't. was cringe. Um, whole segment was cringe. Jerry told Stu to put his false teeth in backwards and eat himself to death. It was which, unbelievable. Which, which is really, funny, but also I have to give him credit for his, a lot of his insults. They are... 
Like what? Like I got nothing. Where do I, you get that from? This is this is the <laughs> I don't want my parents to see I'm watching this cringe. And also, of course, every single segment. So I would say about 20 minutes of this having to do with the Lex Express. Cringe. Oh, my God. Everything having to do with Lex Express. Because we're just, it's like, wait, Jack Tunney, wait in. You get your match. And then we're just going to keep going as if we didn't know that. You know what is a little bit cringe? I love my guy, Mach. I love Mach. Okay. Macho boy. Is that what's cringe? I love Macho man. Okay. We know his personal life was a little bit mm, sus. Mm-hmm. With his ladies. Okay. And him saying, at least if Brett hits Luna, he won't get in trouble for hitting a woman. It's a little cringe. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. But I mean, I. I still love Macho, man. I try to leave certain posthumous comments where they are. Well, listen. I leave it with the person and I leave it with the time period, right? Oh, yeah. But it but is I'm Cringe like, Corner. I got to bring it yikes. up. It, I got to bring it up. It is. But I think the cringier part. I think the cringier part is when you have a female valet, right? And you're just trying to kind of have that one, that female be a villain. Because, like, what can you really do to a woman female valet that isn't kind of cringe? A woman female valet? Um, a, a, Yeah, female. Yeah, yeah. A female valet. Because, like, if it's a, if it's Johnny Polo, you could punch him in the face. You're like, oh, okay, you had enough of me punch it. Like, he can't. Bret Hart's not going to punch Luna. You can't, you can't do anything physical. So you yeah, can't know, do anything. So you're just saying something that, like, if you, you did do something. You could dump a bucket of slop over I know. Well, head. that's that's the other thing I was thinking. And you're like, oh, you know what that really is? That's tough, right? I mean, come on. You know, really, I mean, it's, I'm it's, 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 it's a tough work environment. Should have called, uh, OSHA. That's difficult. Should have gotten China to come out here. China can, can whoop a man's ass and it's That's fine. true. That's true. No, there are some. I'm not going to say like, yeah. But it was weird. I think that there's still that t- toes a line where I think some people really weren't comfortable with that. And other people were like, yeah, you can wrestle man. And I think that that still to this day is not, it, oh, it's, it's looked, it's looked back on in a, in a mixed way. I feel like the product they're putting out now is, is way more conscious of that. And they're really giving women the opportunity to yeah. excel. Because it's it's tough. Because I, I just don't want to see a mixed tag match. It's just something I never want to say. And I, I just don't want to get involved. Anything else you found that was cringe? I'm sure there was more. But I was, bom- I was bombarded with this fucking Lex Express bus. My senses have just been... Senses fail. Yes, they have failed. That's a good call. I was going to say bombarded <laughs> as well, but I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah. Jen, what's next? Let's look, look a little into the future. We know now that we're going to get Doink Macho Man next week. So that's exciting because I have not seen Macho Man in a ring in a minute. So that, that should be fun. Right? It's going to probably be at least three Doinks and one match. It's true. I wish he had friends. Like, I wish you can call on someone, like, maybe from Hawaii with a collapsed chest cavity to help him. He's healing from a collapsed chest cavity. True. We do know... I don't know how this is going to happen, though, because he did sign a contract, but I guess we'll find out. Well, that that means that that day he won't be commentating. Oh. Remember. Remember. Maybe they'll have Lawler. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, because next week will be a new episode. I was going to say, remember, this was all filmed the same day. I know. He had, he had to make sure that he got it next week. Oh, we haven't been mentioning that we do know that that Bob Backlund fan is out there in the crowd. We see him. Every week. Every single time they're at the Manhattan Center. Um, His yellow Bob Backlund shirt. Yeah, so Doink, Macho Man, uh, the superstars. We get Sherry and Luna, which, I'm not going to lie, I forgot about that. 
But I'm excited for it. I'm extremely excited for that. I'm excited. And uh, we got the new... Match at SummerSlam. The championship match. We got two, right? Don't we also have Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect? Isn't that confirmed? No, it's not. They didn't say that yet. They're circling. Okay. They're circling. We're still circling that. I'm sure that'll be the one that's announced next week. Because that's now the one that they're talking about. Maybe even a title match. We've had a few promos. tag team title match. There might be a tag team title match, too. Oh, you think it'll be Money, Inc. and the Steiner Brothers? I do not. Do you know what it is? I think. Because I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I think. If, if my brain serves me correct, I think it's Razor Ramon 123 Kid versus Money, Inc. Oh, for the titles. No, 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 no. I think that's what the match is. I just think that's that's a match at SummerSlam. I think. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm here for it. I think the titles are still with the Steiners. I'm trying to. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what heels they would have. But Jen, uh, you look exasperated. You look like you've just been through the ringer here. You look. Like you went through four corners. Gave us all a rundown. You heard my night night alarm go off. It's time for bed for me. It's also time to get to get some. Uh, Sweet dreams of the Lex Express, right? Oh, my God. So, guys, if you like what you heard, we'll be back next week. You don't have a word of the day? Oh, yeah. No, no, I do. I'm getting oh, to it. I'm sorry. You're if, wrapping if you, it up. You were wrapping it I got nervous. If you like what you heard, we'll be back <laughs> next week. Just remember, we're on the Express. My word of the day, the Express. Same as last week. It's the Express train to hell. And Lex Luger. <laughs> Is driving the bus. Did you have a word, Jen? America. Shout out, Hacksaw. Yeah, I feel like it uh, encapsulates all of it. Guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.